0: Content may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. To WTF You're Talking About, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. I'm Decker. And we're here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? So, if you're new here, here's how it goes. We've got six categories of topics, and the next episode's contents will be determined by the roll of a die. So the categories are true crime, paranormal, history and education, science and technology, entertainment, and current events. We use an eight sided die. So if you roll a one, you're going to roll a six sided die for those same six categories, but it has to be local. And if you roll an 8, then it's wild, and you to talk about whatever the hell you want. I should say... Ta-da! <laughs> well, I was like, I didn't... Those were not the words I usually say. Something is missing. Oh. Uh, local means that it has to be Idaho uh, or any state bordering Idaho.
1: Right. That's what I forgot. And you roll a D6 for... Yep, for those. The local. Yeah. Um, of those same six categories.
0: Yep, that's that's what I forgot how to words.
1: That's okay. <laughs> words have been very hard today.
0: I ugh, they're always hard. The words are always hard. Yeah.
1: If hard. only we could like I don't know. gesture but we I mean we could gesture to each other, but yes, they're it's not thinking gestures.
0: podcast. That right. sounds fucking fantastic.
1: <laughs> it's just silence but you it's just
0: hear movement. It's just the sounds of like my creaky knees yeah, and like your the... like sweatshirt material. Yeah.
1: Oh god. It's all, yeah, actually, you know what? It's <laughs> very, it's very noisy. You're,
0: you're like real swishy. <gasps> oh
1: there my go. God. that's my interpretive dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Well, now that you've done the interpretive jacket dance. Woo!
1: <laughs> Decker, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Now, there have been several things that have happened recently. For those of you that don't know, I got current events this last time. And for said current events, CJ looks like you have just trapped uh, him. <laughs> I mean, I have. He
0: doesn't have. have thumbs, so he
1: can't open the door. Can't, oh, man. Yeah, cats with thumbs. Once they get thumbs, they take they over the world. Then we're fucked. Yeah. They have no reason for us. Um, but I had current events last time. And for current events, I... Was trying to look for something that wasn't necessarily on the political spe- spectrum because that's just been that whole Ugh. thing has just been nonsense lately, and I just want to steer clear of it because I just everyone's <laughs> talking about that currently. Um, I didn't want to go for like a downer subject <laughs> because there was there was a couple of those as well. Um, there was one that just came out right now, and I wa- I wanted to talk about it, but I mean I'm going to talk about it really fast right now because like some um there was someone who actually um for their uh, they spoke at a graduate commencement. Right? So they, they spoke as graduates were finishing uh-huh. up college. Yeah. It was a billionaire, and he told everyone that he was paying off all of their loans. And they Fuck. all fucking lost it. Because, like, there were people there that, that said, like, they're like, I have $200,000 worth of loans. It was going to take me 25 years to pay this back. And he's like, this has, like, changed my life. This has changed it. Dramatically. Must be. Nice. And, like, this whole thing <laughs> is he's, like, he's, like, um, he told them, he's, like, I want you to pay this forward mm-hmm. because I don't have to do this. But I also think that he's, like, because it was an all-black school and mm-hmm. stuff, but it seemed to me that he's, like, you know, they're, they have a history of being in, like, slavery. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, like, he's, like, there's no reason for you to have this type of, you know slavery as well and since like mm-hmm. financial debt where you're like you, you'll never get out of it he's like i want you to focus on living your life not focus on mm-hmm. paying a debt and i'm like that's fucking cool but that's not what i'm talking about i <laughs> just want to say, i want to say something really happy because that literally just happened on my news feed it came out like an hour ago i was like fuck <laughs> i identify <laughs> so, with crippling debt yeah um uh for those of you uh that haven't listened to um the crippling debt episode about student loans that's Uh Backaways, but um, I think it's like what episode fifteen,
0: something like that. No, it was it was earlier. Anyways, it's one of our earlier
1: ones. But um, I'm going to be talking about space, episode nineteen. Oh, episode nineteen, cool. Yeah, but I'm gonna be talking about space. The final frontier. I'm gonna be talking about uh, like our solar system. Currently, still Mm -hmm. kind of final frontier. I mean, there's no way, until we can get out of outer space, and then, then we can just like what find out that we're in to be like what like a, inner space. Yeah, we're in, we're so out we're in. So it's like yeah. it's like one of those like preppy kids that are like, are, are you like, talking about space like, or belly buttons? Yeah, I'm so uncool that I am cool. <laughs> I, what? Like the people that are like the preppy the, kids. Yeah, well no 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 the people that are, um, it's kind of like hipsters. Oh, the hipsters. Or, yeah, where they're just like there's so much the other direction that somehow they circle back around. Yes. Which kind is... of like
0: Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. It's so bad. It's... It circles back around and just
1: being fantastic. But yeah. but amazing oh, amazing. Yeah, it still hurts. It hurts and I love it. It's, like, it's so good. It's like you going to Taco Bell. Right? No, you're going it's not. to enjoy... Well, like... Like, for me, it's like, I'm going to enjoy eating this knowing full well I will regret it almost immediately. Right? I have
0: not ever regretted watching
1: Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Well, I mean, like, it hurts. <laughs> at the end TMI it's fine moving like you're being on stopped, so, stop motion kicked up a tree yeah. <laughs> ah! go watch that movie it's so good um but so I'm talking about space and I'm gonna be talking about the moon recently I have the moon right the moon's pretty cool it does a lot of great things it helps to control um how our planet revolves right so without the moon I believe we'd actually only have eight hour cycles oh, for our days so it actually is what helps us have 24 hour days, mm-hmm. which means that the planet would spin more, which means we have more rapid winds. The tides would go freaking bonkers because <laughs> <Thank> there would and- be <laughs> no moon. Oh, I bet that's a lovely sound. I'm Let's sh- take a look. Mm, yeah, it will really like Yep, roll that beautiful um, bean footage. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be talking about something that's actually happening to the moon right now, which is it's shrinking. Yeah, so not only is it moving away from us, oh, God, but it's actually going, are we breaking me? up with the moon? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's like our choice. I think our moon is trying to find bigger Is our moon things. breaking up with us? <laughs> yeah, it's like, bye! Oh, no. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go find Jupiter. <laughs> so... Okay, Jupiter has a whole fucking
0: harem full of moons. Yeah. Like, my favorite of which is Europa.
1: Europa? Mm-hmm. And my favorite is Io. And the reason why I love Io is because Brendan had a simulator for space and we were messing with Io's um, mass and there was one point where like we changed its mass a little bit and then like, we fast forward and we watched it just collect all the moons then hit Jupiter become Jupiter and then eventually create a black hole in the air. Jupiter <laughs> yeah cause it, its mass was slightly denser than Jupiter so when it hit it it, it was actually was like fuck you yeah and all that mass came together creating a black hole and then it sucked in everything in our own solar system and I was Great. like goodbye <laughs> I was like oops I mean granted that took tens of thousands of years but it did happen eventually (laughs) but um so I'm glad it's not our case but um the moon is currently shrinking and this is due to the core of the inside of the moon cooling down so this never even crossed my mind. I didn't realize planets could shrink per se or in a sense Mm -hmm. like collapse in on themselves it makes sense now that it's been brought up um just like how a star can collapse on itself so can a planet right so, what's happening with the moon is, because it's rapidly cooling core, it is calling, uh, it's causing the moon to basically come in on itself, because the less heat you have, the less um, mass you mm-hmm. have. In um, the episode we talked about energy, the more energy you have, the more mass you have, and also vice versa, the more mass you have, the more energy you have, mm-hmm. less and less. So, um, because there's less of that, it's collapsing in on itself, and because the moon actually has no tectonic plates... Hmm. Which, like... You
0: know, I never thought about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It actually has no tectonic plates, which, like, I was like, that's freaky, which that'll be... It, make, it mean, real... it makes sense, though, since it's not covered in oceans. Right. But, so, um, our sister planet that eventually became our moon, because it... mm mm-hmm. yeah. Um... <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, this is a very good explanation. Right. Um so it's cooling and because of that the outer crust is very dry because there's no water on it so what happens is when it's shrinking that's what happens when things it, are wet it ends up causing the, the the exterior of the planet to have a lot of stress and it'll have what's called thrust faults Hot. which is where the pressure builds up so much that as it's shrinking it basically causes um it, it's like t- you know how tectonic plates will mm-hmm. slip underneath and create mountains it's like that because, but it's like and so it, it basically pulls in, and the areas that have the stress thrust up. That's thrust faults. That's mm-hmm. what they're called. So it's been shrinking, and I believe it has been... Do, 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 nope, that's still you. Um, it has been losing mass. Um, that We've been recording it since at least 1969, but it's been happening... Um, I guess it's still been having um, activity for the last 4.61 billion years. Oh. Yeah. Which is incredible because, like, the scientific community didn't really know if it had any activity. They thought pretty much it was, like, a dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not necessarily, it's not tr- a true celestial body, but I'm going to call it that for the sake. But the fact that this thing is um, still having that kind of activity, they're really, um, like, they're kind of flabbergasted by it because it, it means that there's still a core inside of there that's still working huh. so it's been collapsing in on itself and it's lost yeah 90 meters sorry i had it so the moon has shrunk within the past i mean it's the past billion years so it's a long time but it's lost 90 meters and when i say 90 meters what they're saying is they need 90 meters all around
0: Circumference.
1: Yeah. So that means like 90 meters in. That's a lot. In. Right. That's 300 feet for us in the States that it's collapsed in. So like in my head, I was trying to figure out how to calculate the volume, but I had, I'm, I like math, but I was not ready to do that kind no. of math to kind of figure out, okay, well, how much would that be? What could it have been previously? That doesn't
0: feel like a very long time for that to have happened in either. Right. If they've been measuring this since 69, you said?
1: Yeah, 69. Well, cause that's when we landed on the moon. Yeah. Um. Right. So we've been measuring it since then, and the seismic activity on there has been interesting as well. Because um, on their, uh, if I think it's our normal scale for earthquakes. It's been on a three to five, mm, and it's been mm-hmm. fairly active. Mm. There have been earthquakes, or not earthquakes. Moonquakes. The they're just called quakes. Uh, that's the quakes. Quack. One. <laughs> Quack. Um. Twenty-eight moonquakes between nineteen sixty-nine and nineteen seventy-seven, at least that have been causing these thrust faults. So that's the other thing too. Is like I'm imagining like how what sensation would you have on another planet that is where the gravity is
0: different. Right, the
1: gravity is different. So like, what would that <laughs> sensation be like when like you also like, like shake you off Ugh! the planet? You're like oh! <laughs> it's like, it's into like, the vacuum. It's of like face. a dog shaking off all the water. You're just like no. Uh, <laughs> But it seems like the scientific community is very fascinated with the fact that this is happening. But um, let's see. I think it was this line here. Uh, oh yeah, it was, um, basically uh, it's being suggested that the tidal um, that the tidal stress of Earth's gravity could have substituted the stress of the Moon's crust. Right. So how gravity works is it's basically attracting and like repelling in a sense Mm -hmm. at the same time. So because these two... Right, and since our gravity is stronger, right, we keep the moon for the most part in orbit until eventually we lose it. Mm -hmm. But... But it's just like, uh, fuck uh, off. Right, so the question becomes, I was thinking, they talked about the moon um, basically getting shotgunned out at some point. And like, that's the prediction with what track it's currently on. Mm -hmm. So my thought was, um, what... What, I wonder what would happen to a plant that fully collapses in on itself. Because the only plant that is in our solar system that's currently having these same thrust faults is Mercury. Mm-hmm. Funny enough. Mercury, um, it's a, a, it sounds like doesn't have any tectonic plates and having the same thing as a moon. So it's like, is Mercury kind of like a moon then? But it's not a moon. Because it just means the moon's having this yeah. certain thing. Um, but yeah, I thought that was very crazy. And to kind of give you some comparison of the moon as well, I just want to kind of do like do some fun facts. Is fun facts about the moon with Decker, right? The moon is apparently has two percent of the volume compared to Earth,
0: two percent,
1: yeah. That, that's it, like, yeah, that's it. And wow. like for me, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it didn't make any sense in my head, but we also have more denser materials in terms of our crust and stuff, and so I wonder if that has any factor with it. Okay, to put this in perspective. The moon has two point, uh, 21.9 billion cubic kilometers, mm-hmm. right, of volume. The Earth has one trillion cubic that kilometers. That is many. That's a lot. That is
0: many, many. Right.
1: So we could fit many moons, in the sense, inside of the Earth. And I think it's just because like the overall circumference of it. Because even though, like, I think, what, the Earth is, like, four four times bigger than the moon? But like you have to that think of, like, sounds about right. Yeah, but if you think about proportion, like with like all the volume, like how many moons could you fit in with, it, with like, uh-huh. if everything's four times like every direction? Yeah. So. um. Many moons. Right. So I just thought that was really interesting that a they have quakes, b that they can shrink, and it sounds like it's not going to be detrimental to the Earth for a significant period of time, Mm -hmm. but my question now becomes since they talk about it also like you know, shotgunning away, what if by it losing mass that actually because it losing mass wouldn't that potentially alter its cycle to where maybe it doesn't shotgun out? Mm -hmm. Huh, maybe you know what I mean? Because like now it has less mass, therefore it has less gravity. I mean, it's... So or actually, much- no, sorry. It doesn't... I'm not sure if it necessarily loses mass, because mass... It would be it would be losing mass by the colliding of it, but the mass is just getting denser because it has less um, heat. Uh-huh. So, I feel like it would be losing some mass, some capacity, but the consistent so by, like, armament- rocks
0: flying off and whatever?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um... Because they make pretty ginormous thrust falls. And I also found it on NASA's site, too. So, like, this is, like, how the thrust falls work. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's, like, collapsing in. It has these ridges. Um... Oh, here's one of the ones. Here's one of the more recent ones, and uh, it says the moon's radius shrunk about a hundred meters around this relative area. But the other thing about it is that it, it most of the time these thrust faults end up just getting covered by like more craters or debris that keeps hitting it. Mm-hmm. So I anyway, know what happens when we lose our shield, because like the moon's really just been like our like it's blocked a lot of yeah shit for the most part. I'm not sure if that's just pure luck or if... Because the moon has, like, it's... I know Earth's gravity is fairly large, but I'm wondering if, like, the moon's gravity...
0: You have a large gravity. You have
1: a large... <laughs> Reminds me of Family Guy when, like, <laughs> uh, what was it? Um, Brian was, I think Brian was chucking stuff in front of Peter, and he's like, you have your own gravity. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. And he's watching The Three Seasons, like, eh. Aw. <laughs>
0: I remember this.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of, like, a fun fact, like... Like I I was gonna say, Ripley's Believe It or Not. I thought you were just pointing at the moon. The moon, it's right there, right above me.
0: Right over the
1: roof. Where you? So that's kind of what I was talking about. So nothing crazy, nothing sad, but just more like, huh? (laughs) Things make you go, hmm. (laughs) I think I got this. And I guess they're also called Scarps. I don't know like where the name Scarp. this like, comes from. Yeah, like they call, they're called Lobate Scarps.
0: I've never because heard of Because the,
1: they call it like, the Raising Lobe. And so I guess they have... Interesting names for them. But I... Oh, that was the other thing. Is these Thrust Faults, when they do crack open, it causes the body to cool more. So in a sense, <laughs> by these Thrust Faults happening, it almost could become... It could... It could... It, uh, I don't want to say exacerbate. It could make the process happen quicker for Mm -hmm. it to continue collapsing on something. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. (laughs) But yeah. So. Okay. Poor moon. I know, right? You know. Turmoil on the moon. Right. It's like, it's a little shrinky. But. So Katie. Yes, Edgar. What are you talking about? Because well, I, I had... walked in on whatever it was you were watching, and that sounds kind of dirty, but. but
0: that does sound dirty when you say it like that. So I got entertainment, and I've been real salty this week because uh, time wise, this will triangulate the time we were recording this, was when all of that bullshit with Alabama and Georgia and all of that was going
1: down. So I was like. Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about the abortion thing that was happening recently? Uh-huh. Where, like, what was it? It was, like, 25 to 6, and all the people that voted yes were men. Mm-hmm. And also, because they also, in that law, they made it, uh, they could punish you if you left the state to get an abortion and came back. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Just to make sure I'm on that page. Yeah, no, I'm still real mad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel ya. Which, oh, oh. Um, I was watching Stephen Colbert. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was watching Stephen Colbert, and apparently there's a Democrat in that state that has filed another bill where it's uh, to make it illegal for men to get vasectomies. And and, no, 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 no. They, it's kind of. I get it because it's basically a way to poke at, like, hey, you're telling us what to do with our bodies, okay? And and their argument is there is no current legislature. To on prevent the or, no, to prevent or condone any kind of restricted operations on the male anatomy. Correct. And I was like, for me, I'm like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I kind of like what you're going for there. I mean, it's just Should like
0: illegally Blonde when Elle is in class and she's talking about how if, you know, by these rules, then any masturbatory emission mm-hmm. would be reckless, uh, reckless, reckless abandonment. abandonment. Like,
1: right. And so for me, I'm like, I wouldn't want that. And then, like, if any other guy were to say that, and then I should be like, oh, I finally fucking get it now. <laughs> for me, I'm like, huh, maybe that'll open some people's eyes. But it's like, I don't want that. It's like, that's exactly what's Correct. happening here. <laughs> but continue.
0: But so, I've been real salty about that all fucking week. And I was like, oh, well, I have entertainment. Maybe I'll just talk about The Handmaid's Tale and how that's where we're headed real fast. So then I was like, okay, no, you need to,
1: like, lower your sodium a little bit,
0: do something happy- <laughs>
1: Right, and I told you I haven't ever read The Handmaid's Tale.
0: Handmaid's Tale. It's so good. It's terrifying, but it's very good. So I'm going to be talking about a musical that I quite enjoy. Um, It's a recent musical, and it is part one of the Team Starkid productions.
1: What is Team Starkid? Uh,
0: One of the things they are most well-known for is probably uh, a Very Potter musical and a Very Potter sequel.
1: Did they also do... Like it was like my like my friend Dick, me and my dick, me and my dick. That's yep. the one. Yep. Okay, because I was like that name. That name sounds familiar. Okay, uh-huh. gotcha.
0: Uh, but I'm going to specifically be talking about the show Firebringer, Firebringer, and that that premiered July sixth, th- um, through August seventh, uh, 2016 mm-hmm. in Chicago. And the so here's the like snazzy blurb from the the StarKid website okay at the dawn of humanity one tribe of cave, cave people survives the many trials of prehistoric life under the wise leadership of jamila the peacemaker jamila taught her people to express themselves rather than bashing each other's heads with rocks and eating each other's babies but one member of the tribe doesn't seem to fit in zazalil she's always trying to invent things to make life easier for herself while out hatching her last scheme, Zazalil stumbles upon the most important discovery in history one that will pit her tribe against the woolly mammoths, saber toothed tigers, and change the world forever. She'll travel from Omega to Alpha and become the Firebringer.
1: So she becomes a god?
0: Not necessarily. I mean, it's the
1: opposite, because there's the Alpha and Omega, but she goes from Omega to Alpha.
0: Well, but that's. Like, Omega and Alpha are also positions in a wolf pack.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Uh, so Which are is...
1: not true things apparently. Wolf packs do exist. No 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 the, the hierarchy <laughs> of like like Alpha, Beta, and Omega. Um the this m mo- this to be a story for another time, but apparently the person who wrote that theory has come to regret it because mm-hmm. they said that like that actually is a misconstrued statement of what I originally said mm-hmm. and this is actually not a thing that's known because their their hierarchy, I guess like it's it, a it it wobbling. changes, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: not like set in stone. They're not like, right. guys, we cannot do this thing because you just, you're not in the right position here. Yeah. Like, you are below me. Yeah. That's not exactly how P. that works. Yeah. But,
1: but go like, ahead.
0: as a theory overarching, like you can see the, the positioning, blah, blah, yes. blah. Anyway, not important.
1: Sexy.
0: <laughs> so the, the book was written by Matt Lang, Nick Lang, and Brian Holden. The book. The, the script.
1: The book. Okay. Gotcha. I was thinking like, like there was a book previous to this. No, no. Okay.
0: The music and lyrics by Meredith. And I apologize if I butcher any of these names because I and I say if I mean when Meredith Stepien and Mark Swoeterski, and it was directed by Julia Albin and Nick Ling. And one of the cool things about the like Team Stark in general is that a lot of the people that do the writing and all of this are like they're the actors as well, mm-hmm. which is cool. So the musical is set in the prehistoric era era of mankind, and it deals with the ramifications of new inventions. The musical was performed between July 6th and August 7th, so it ran for just a little, like, a day over a month or so, ish. Um, It put the entire... uh, Something about them that I think is really cool is that they put their musicals up on YouTube so that everybody can enjoy them, because guess what? Not everyone lives in Chicago.
1: I love that.
0: because they, they put them up
1: there for free. Here's the thing that I feel like Broadway and other uh, whatever com- uh, companies that exist out there forget is that people still wanna go see those shows regardless of if they see those online. Uh-huh. It's never gonna be the same it's like when I watch um a song on YouTube for a band that I really love. If that like, band well, concert, now I I'm never going to go to a concert. I'm still going to go to that fucking mm-hmm. concert. But, yeah,
0: that's something I have never understood, and yeah. I never will. Uh, But so they put it up on Mm -hmm. YouTube, like the full thing on December 31st. So at the end of that year and the cast recording is actually it was released on iTunes on like November of that year. And right now it's actually like you can get it on Amazon and on Spotify and all places like that. Just like the the soundtrack, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I quite like. And I actually really liked the like the synopsis of the story that was on Wikipedia. Whoever wrote that did a good job. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I donate to Wikipedia, so I'm just gonna... (gasps) Fucking read it. Yeah! Act 1. The show begins with the ensemble. And the song there is Fire. After... And it's... Something that's really cool is that they... It's not... I forgot how to words. The music that it starts off with, it's... I mean, obviously... Like, it opens up with, like, some bongo drums and, you know, instruments that you think of that would make sense in this time frame. Like a tribal... But a lot of it is very um, percussive uh, speech and, like, percussive movement and things like that, which I really appreciate. Percussive
1: movement. Can you elaborate on that? Like,
0: clapping is a percussive movement. Oh, gotcha. Stomping.
1: I was thinking, like, some sort of weird, like... (laughs) Like interpretive dance again. I know. <laughs> that would symbolize percussion. <laughs> no.
0: This <laughs> your, is my drum dance.
1: Your finger drums. It, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, so after which, Molog, and that's played by Lauren Walker, and she she's like the narrator. Uh, mm-hmm. She was previously the leader of this tribe. Mm hmm. Uh, acting as a narrator, speaks to the audience about fire and brings them back to the time, back in time to tell them the story of its invention. That song is called "We Are People Now." Mm. In this time, a prolonged intellectual disagreement, known as the Great Debate, between Smelly Balls, which is played by Brian Holden, and Chorn, played by Jamie Burns, is causing chaos in a small tribe of early Homo sapiens. Their leader, Jamila, played by Meredith Stepien, which, as I said earlier, she wrote a lot of the music. Mm-hmm. Steps in and solves it by encouraging Smelly Balls to change his perspective, earning her the title of peacemaker. So what was going on? Torn only says chorn. That's all Chorn says. Chorn. Like Groot. Yeah. Okay. But every time she would say Chorn. Or like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Smelly Balls would just say no. And so that was the great debate was Chorn, no, Chorn, no, Chorn, no. So Jamila is like, what if you tried saying yes? And he was like, I've never thought of that. So they did. Great debate is over. It's sure. Right. yes. Yeah. The, they run off into the sunset. Everything's fantastic. Oh man. So she earns the title Peacemaker. The tribe then receives a blessing from their deity, a duck, known as the Almighty Duck. And Jamila encourages The, my duck?
1: the Almighty Duck. <laughs> okay. I just imagine like he <laughs> also having a hockey team.
0: <laughs> Jamila encourages them to resume their work. However, a tribe member named Zazalil, played by Lauren Lopez, pleads for a day off to sing and practice dancing, which has just been invented. Though Zazilil insists, or as though Zazalil resists, Jamila and the rest of the tribe assert that the work must be done. And that's uh, that song is called We Got Work To Do. And there is like a section of that song that went viral after it was released. Mm. And you've probably seen this because it's like all of these, everyone is kind of in like a pyramid formation and over... Over and over again, they just keep saying, I don't really want to do the work today. And there's kind of like a hand type thing. Um, I will show it to you later. Okay. Because um, I've definitely, like, I've seen it on Tumblr. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it all over, like, Reddit and <laughs> Instagram. And it's like, <laughs> I've got some friends where, like, in the middle of the day, you know, just like at work when we're just like, I can't fucking, I, I can't. We'll send each other, like, that gif, whatever. It's like, yep, I don't really want to do the work today. So, they, they got work to do. So while the rest of the tribe performs their job, uh, Jamila meets with Molag, the tribe's former leader, and she's the one that's been acting as the narrator. Molag reveals that the duck the tribe worships is one of the many ducks that Molag has captured and used to control the tribe during her time as leader. So what she'd been doing is just trying to get people to listen to her and do what she says. So she made up these things. So she was like, yep, this duck is our god now. And so she's just been catching different ducks, and she was like, well, didn't you notice that the duck changes color,
1: like, every two weeks? Those things are hard to catch. So it's like the creation of religion? Uh, yeah. In order to control the masses? Mm-hmm.
0: She also reveals Tiblin, uh, played by Tiffany Williams, her duty of holding up the sky is unnecessary and useless. And she has been holding up the sky, quotes, for 27 years. <laughs> So for 27 years, she has just been arms in the air. And she does... Oh my gosh, in-
1: she has the strongest She does arms. the
0: entirety of the show up until the point where she is told that that's not how it works with her arms in the air. Which is pretty cool. And I, the whole time I'm just like, oh my god, my arms would be so tired.
1: Yeah, like, is there a point where like, you're like, you have to, uh, ugh. <laughs> uh, as I'm popping.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? So Jamila is severely shaken by these revelations. Zazaleel and her crony uh, Kiri played by Denise Donovan, who is actually the, also the choreographer for the show, they find Jamila in her moment of desperation and present an idea to start eating squirrels instead of their current food staples of nuts and berries. And that's their job is to go out and collect nuts. Jamila tells them to stop thinking of such things and focus on their job, collecting nuts. Zazaleel resents Jamila's rules and thinks that she's holding her back. And that's when the song What If plays. Zazalil then has an idea for another invention, which she, when she realizes that a sharp stone Kiri found can pierce the skin and potentially kill animals. And then the song that plays there is Welcome to the Stone Age. So it's that moment where she realizes that you can use stones as tools.
1: Oh, okay. After watching a performance- Is that why it's called the Stone Age? It would make sense. Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) I've learned something here in front of everyone. (laughs) And that's why
0: they're called the dark Ages, cuz no one could fucking see. <laughs> ah! Turn on a light. So after watching a performance of the single joke in the repertoire of the inventor of comedy, Jamila's wife Swoopsie, played by Jamie Lynn Beatty, which if you remember from when we watched Me and My Dick, um that's a weird phrase,
1: mm. a while ago. <laughs> from watching <laughs> When we watched and my, my dick. dick. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> She played the main girl. So the girl who's vagina, ver, vagina, <laughs> vagina was being personified.
1: Virginia, Yup. <laughs> I like these words. Yup. It was like when, what was it I said earlier? I said a word, uh, it was a D word and I couldn't, I said it wrong. Dart. Oh yeah. It was supposed to be dart. Dirt. Dirt, yeah. <laughs> dirt. De-
0: uh, okay, so Jamila's wife, swoopsie, Tiblin and Emberly, they come upon an intruder named Grunt. This is played by Joey Richter, which, if you've seen a very Potter musical, he plays Ron. Uh, though scared at first, Emberly stops Grunt from eating a poisonous berry and gives him a sandwich that she has invented. And that's the song <laughs> called Just a Taste. And what she has done is she's just like crushed up berries and put it between two leaves and sandwich. They almost kiss, but Jamila and the rest of the tribe chase Grunt away because he's an outsider. Jamila then decides to reveal what Molag told her, that the duck is not a god, and Tiblin holding up her arms towards the sky is not preventing it from falling. The Supreme Wizard- uh, hold on. The Supreme Wizard, Ducker, played by Joseph Walker, claims that Jamila is just a heretic, but is proven wrong when Tiblin drops her arms and nothing happens. Ducker removes his wizard hat and the duck flies away. Everyone is dismayed by the shattering of their false ideas, especially Tiblin and Ducker. Ducker is especially upset because, as the, you know, supreme wizard of the duck, (laughs) uh, as, as, you know, the duck priest, he got to sleep in the one dry spot in the cave. The duck
1: priest. Yes.
0: And now, they have to take turns sleeping in the dry spot in the cave. Zazalil then arrives with her new invention, a spear. She attempts to test it on Kiri, but Jamila stops her. She then attempts to test it on a mammoth named Trunkel, or Trunkel. And that is, it's a large puppet that uh, looks a lot like Snuffleupagus. Yeah. Um, and that is, uh, manipulated by Lauren Walker and Joey Richter. Uh, Trunkel killed Zazlil's parents, or at least killed her father. Um, but she misses, because she, I mean, you know, First spear, not super aerodynamic. So she throws mm-hmm. it and it just like goes right to the ground. Mm-hmm. And Trunkel, Tr- Trunkel does not like this. So she chases the tribe up a tree and they stay there until night falls when Trunkel has left. Mm-hmm. Um, So the tribe goes to return to their cave to, avo- to avoid, to avoid snarl, which is what they call a, it's a smilodon. So I think just okay. like saber tooth tiger, that yeah, yeah. smileodon. But that's that's what it's called. Is a Smilodon.
1: That's what saber tiger is called.
0: The, this particular thing that they're referencing in this oh, this show. Gotcha. The the creature is a Smilodon. Gotcha. Like that's its that's its, its name. Yes. It's gotcha. Scientific name, uh, but they call it snarl. And the song there is "The Night Belongs to Snarl." While the rest of the tribe continues to struggle with a seemingly, seemingly godless world, Zazaleel leaves the cave to kill Trunkel and pr- prove that the spear does work. And that song is Into the Night. The tribe chases after her, because at this point it started to, like, thunder, lightning, storm. So they're like, oh no, the storm could kill her, Snarl could kill her, we need to find her. So the tribe chases after her and find her entering a cave containing a sleeping creature who turns out not to be Trunkel, but actually Snarl. A bolt of lightning hits the end of Zazil's spear and creates a torch, which she uses to scare off Snarl. The tribe is amazed by the new invention, which Torn calls fire, and this is the first time that Chorn has said anything other than Chorn. Fire. So they're like, "Oh my God, Clayton!" Basically, <laughs> yeah. uh, Zazalil uses her new respect, uh, uses their new respect for her, to convince them to banish Jamila. Jam- uh, Jamila warns them that the fire is dangerous and leaves. The tribe worships Zazalil as the fire bringer. And then that's the, the song is The Night Belongs to Us. And so that's the end of act one. Jamila has left. They've got fire. Cool. Act two. The tribe is now led by Zazleel. They marvel over how fire has improved their lives. They have moved out of the cave and they kill mammoths so that they are no longer go hungry. The song, so the opening song of act two is climate change. The fire, however, uh, is they find out the negative effects as well. So it distracts the tribe members from interacting with each other, because they just sit there and stare at the fire. It's like phones. It's sort of. Perfect. Except the phones don't light you on fire.
1: Uh, remember that Samsung? What was it? Note eight. There was one that, that used exploded. To explode. there, yeah.
0: <laughs> so in addition, Oops. Carrie tells Zazalil that she thinks the mammoths have gone extinct from overhunting, and that the extra meat they dump in the watering hole has poisoned all of the water. Wow. Zazalila encourages her not to worry, but Carrie thinks she's turning into a monster. Jamila, in exile, admits to herself that perhaps her reluctance to accept new ideas was wrong. And then the song there is Jamila's Lament, which is my second favorite song in the show. Uh, When suddenly a man, Clark Baxter, Clark Baxtrisser, playing Clark (laughs) Baxtrisser... Good for him. ...from another tribe appears and leads her to his tribe's village. (laughs) And if I'm remembering correctly... I don't think he says anything the entire show. He sings a couple of bars at the very end of this song. But other than that, like, he just like...
1: Like with words or does he just say sounds?
0: It's just, ooh. They're just singing oohs at that point. And so, yeah, I think I don't... He might say something at the very end, but most of it's very quiet. Or not very quiet. It's not nonverbal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grunt manages to find Emberly in her new village and shows her his paintings... Um, cause he has started painting, you know, uh,
1: it, yeah. Uh, stick in hair. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, that's really what it is. I don't like that. I said it like that.
0: I, I give up on what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, so then he paints a portrait of her. The song there is paint me. Meanwhile, Ducker attempts to re- reestablish his former power as the duck priest by saying oh. he can interpret the wishes of fire, which is now revered. He asks the tribe to light his hat on fire, which he claims will not burn him and prove that he is the fire's vessel on Earth. Yeah. He catches on fire and quickly sets the whole village ablaze. The song <laughs> there is called Ouch My Butt. <laughs> Perfect. After which the fire dies out. Everyone blames Zazalil. Carrie says that Jamila was right and called the fire dangerous and that Zazleel is a bad leader. Suddenly, Snarl appears and snatches Grunt back to his lair. Emberly entreats the tribe to get... To help her get Grunt back, and they all agree to help her. Emberly comes up with a plan to defeat Snarl. Uh so I think at this point, like they don't have because like the fire has all gone out. And since Zazalil did not actually make the fire herself, she they, they have no fire now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Emberly comes up with a plan to defeat Snarl, she paints fire on a stone tablet using her feces, and hopes that the image of fire will drive him off. Though Zazaleel begs them not to go, saying it's a bad plan, the tribe follows Emberly to save Grunt. Uh Snarl was not fooled by the painting. <laughs> Zazaleel laments her mistakes. The song there is backfire, and is visited by the man from from like the it. other tribe. Upon hearing her name, brings her back to his tribe. There she finds that Jamila is the new leader of this tribe. Zazaleel begs her to return, admitting that she is a better leader, but Jamila refuses as In this new tribe, she has many attractive husbands and wives. Ah, what's that called? Polyandry. And these are played by the audience.
1: Oh. and uh, It's interactive?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Oh! And two children. Zazlil promises to marry Jamila if she returns, but Jamila still refuses. Eventually, they both confess their wrongdoings to each other and admit that they're more alike than they thought. Jamila finally agrees to return, saying goodbye to her husbands, wives, and children. Jamila tells Zazalil that she will hold her to the marriage marriage promise, and they celebrate how much more they can accomplish. The song is Together. Jamila resolves to help save Grunt and the tribe, and tells Zazalil they need to make more spears. The rest of the tribe finds Grunt in Snarl's lair, but Grunt's feet and one of his arms have already been eaten. Snarl is asleep, leading the tribe to believe that they can rescue Grunt and leave without having to deal with the predator. However, Zazalil and Jamila enter the cave loudly and cause Snarl to reawaken. When Emberly's plan to wave the painting at him doesn't work, Jamila and Zazalil attempt to to stab Snarl through the eyes with their spears. They both miss and hit their spears against the cave wall, creating sparks. Zazalil realizes this is how fire is made and bangs the sharpened stones from their spears together, creating a fire that sets Snarl ablaze, killing him. And the puppet that they use for Snarl is actually pretty cool. It's, it's, there's two very large paws and one giant head. And, like, the eyes blink and the mouth moves and everything. Uh-huh. And it's pretty neat. Uh, Jamila congratulates Zazalil for making fire, and the tribe is in awe. Suddenly, Chorn reveals itself to be an alien of a species that seeded life on Earth. It was cha- charged with testing humanity and declares the lightning bolt er, dec- declares that the lightning bolt that hit Jamila's spear to make the first fire was actually a photon beam from its ship. It admonishes the tribe not to let new inventions make them arrogant and restore grunts and restores Grunt's arm, though it is incapable of doing this though is though it is incapable of doing the same to his feet. It then gives the whole tribe its vast alien knowledge, including the future of all humanity. The song is called Chorn. Sending them into spasms. <laughs> Chorn. <laughs> when the tribe awakens, they sing and dance. Zazalil and Jamila propose to each other, and Jamila promises to give new ideas a try before dismissing them. The tribe finds comfort in their, in their larger understanding of the world. And then there is the finale. That's cool! Now, you're probably thinking, hold on, now there's aliens.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking.
0: So... I thought this was really funny. The scene where they explain that Chorn was an alien and gave them this knowledge and like this is what happened was not originally in the show. They were so when they they had this that section of the the show, they were concerned that it was too obvious what was happening and that like the lead up was too obvious people were going to know what was going on too soon. But actually, nobody had any fucking clue what was going on. Okay. So after the show ran for like a week and a half, they added in this scene because people didn't know what was happening.
1: Perfect. So like, ex- cause we have just freedom. Like,
0: wow, that was really out of left field. Uh, cool guys. But so that they added in that scene to explain that's what was going on, nice. which wh- having seen it uh, and imagining it without that scene, it'd be very, very confusing. Uh, As I said earlier, there was that clip of the beginning song, We've Got Work to Do, that went viral. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just a few months after it was released. And the cast of The Book of Mormon actually even did a parody of it. So it's kind of neat.
1: Perfect! I love it! Uh,
0: This was Team Star Kids' first female-led musical. There was only, like, four men in the entire cast. Okay. Um, But there weren't ever any moments where it felt like they were trying to express that, oh, this is female-led, this is female-driven. And there aren't really any songs you could be like, yeah, that's, like, the girl power anthem of the song. Because, like, gender equality was just accepted. It wasn't like you ever had to address, oh, like, yeah, women have rights. It's just how it was. Everybody was equal. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of really cool.
1: I like that. It's like they didn't have to... It's almost like when you have to showcase that someone is equal... It like almost exacerbates the fact that how unequal they mm-hmm. are. Whereas like this it's like they have power and it doesn't need to be stated.
0: Yeah, and it was it was I like
1: that.
0: everyone is just people.
1: And that was really nice. We are people.
0: Yes. And there was I mean there there is the love story between Emberly and Grunt, but it's like it's not the main story and it's mm-hmm. tertiary to like discovery and cooperation and just like owning up to your own shortcomings.
1: It's so like, it's it's not a primary source.
0: Yeah, it's not the focus. And there, yeah. I mean there's a couple of duets between them, but it's not like, and this is what's driving the story. So
1: and correct me if I'm wrong, their name is Team Star Kid. That's the mm-hmm. the production company. Yeah. This production company, maybe this is for like another episode, but do you know like how long that company's been going because it almost feels like that company is a small company but it finds a way to like it is a-, a small
0: company and i know that like firebringer so- was funded by kickstarter
1: i love that um, i love that so much
0: but the first time that i saw any team star Kids stuff i was in college and okay. i think at that point like the most recent thing they had out was uh a very potter musical and i want to say it was like my junior or senior year that they released holy musical batman Okay. So. so they've they've been going been... for a while.
1: Okay. They're not super old. It's like a more recent, like what, you think in like two thousands? Yeah. Late two thousands.
0: Uh probably mid two thousands. I'd have to look at, look up some of their earlier sure.
1: stuff because
0: I don't know when me and my dick came out and I think that <laughs> 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 that's
1: the weirdest sentence. I love it. <laughs> that is great. Um
0: I don't know when that show You're came so out. You're
1: so fucked with that title. I, like, there's no way you can say that right? without starting with it. And even when you start with it, it's like <laughs> yeah,
0: but that I is a. It. It's a great show. Um, and it, it is some one of their earlier stuff. So the filming of it isn't very good, and like the sound quality isn't very good. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cool to see that and how they come where like where they've come to now, where they're like I'd say that their recordings have. The production value is pretty high.
1: So, do you know if any of their shows can be put in production by other theaters? Yes. Currently, or they you can get are they sticklers like Broadway where it's like you have to wait for X amount of years and so the shows that they have
0: licensing available for is are is are Firebringer, uh, oh this one Trail Trail to Oregon and Twisted, which Twisted is like a Wicked style take on Jafar. And special. it's it's really neat. Your voice became a robot there for a hot yeah. second. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, it's." I like it, um, and I know that some of them, like they weren't, they're not allowed to receive any money from, like I think Holy, Holy Musical Batman, because of it's like Batman. Yeah, like the copyright issues, blah blah blah. Okay, um, so Harry Potter musical might be that way as well.
1: So they, this is actually really good to know because this is something I, I mean, I don't know the the legal legality mm-hmm. behind it, but. It sounds like they are able to write said musical about other stuff that's copyrighted as long, and this might require further investigation, Mm -hmm. but as long as they do not take any kind of monetary compensation. They can probably take donations, but probably direct... Um... Like, do you know if that's... See, I don't
0: know... uh, Like, intellectual property law is not something that I have a lot of
1: in my head, so... It's super loose, too, because, Mm like, as soon as... As soon as the once the conception of it occurs, technically you immediately get that it's protected, mm-hmm. right? It's so like as soon as I create a song mm-hmm. on my like computer, it's immediately protected um, for I think like up to like ten years. Yeah, but I have to. It's limited protection, and I have to, to also do something just, right. Uh, so yeah, I'm not
0: exactly sure what the deal is, and because Kirby and I were talking about Twisted, how we were surprised that you could get licensing for that one because. There's a lot of stuff in there that you can tell are direct references to the Disney movie, but I think overall it's mostly based on the story. But that one, that I highly recommend watching that one as well. It's really good. Yeah. And so, you know, you we know the story of Aladdin as like, "Oh, poor Aladdin. He's this orphan uh-huh. and like he's just trying to get by and Jafar is this Riff, big yeah. evil guy and like the sto- the way that this takes it is that Jafar is just trying to help this idiot sultan and his idiot daughter stay alive and keep this kingdom alive and not being overrun by this neighboring, um, group. Yeah. I can't remember what their name is, but it's very funny. And Aladdin is just trying to sleep with as many women as possible. Gotcha. Like he is just the biggest horn dog. He's just trying to get in Jasmine's pants. And it's really funny. And it, it takes that like whole, Oh, Jafar is just a big evil asshole and turns on his head and it's like
1: oh. I love when they do that. I love when they humanize the fairy bad fairy tale
0: retellings and like things like that are my favorite things. I love them so much.
1: Because like normal fairy tales they can get so stale, so having mm-hmm. someone spin it and it's like, they're not bad. It's just the victor it was told one way, but the actual uh-huh. like the wicked so when I saw Wicked for the first time this year So beautiful. I loved it so so much.
0: And it's so funny because I saw a lot of I guess apparently that's a very polarizing book. Because when I read it, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. But other people, they're like, no, the book is trash. Which obviously I disagree with. Right. I almost feel like you have to take the book and the musical and look at them as completely different entities. Because while there are a lot of similarities, there's a whole lot more that's different. It's like
1: well, I mean, like any book adaptation, mm-hmm. you know, like the Harry Potter books compared to the movie, uh-huh. there's some stuff that they changed or that they skipped completely. Uh-huh.
0: But like the the Wicked, uh, so Wicked is there's actually a, a quartet of books oh. and they are much, much darker than the musical. Good. They are very, very good in my opinion. I understand that not everyone will like them, but... I like them, and I think people should read them. They're very good. Gregory Maguire writes good stuff. Good.
1: Um, I. Uh, I'm sorry. Are, were you? No, you keep going. I'll okay. just pick it back up later. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say um, I saw the new trailer for Aladdin when I was watching mm-hmm. the of Pikachu today, and it when I saw when I saw that trailer, I was like, okay, this might be really, really good because. I don't, I don't know. I'm really skeptical about these live adaptations. I'm worried that... Okay, kind of... first
0: off, you people that are freaking out about a, quote, live-action Lion King, that is not live-action. That is
1: computer-generated. Right. For fuck's sake. Sorry. Um. Let me clarify. Uh. Like, Aladdin's live-action. Yes, because it uses people. Right. Like, actual people. Right. They don't just have and a whole bunch of lions Lion hanging King. out. Like... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> like Simba. They're not actually running over a lion with I'm a sorry, shit ton of My lion union like... tells me I can't perform <sighs> today. <laughs> um, but uh I'm not so I'm skeptical of them, not because I'm not like one of those people where it's like when it's a reboot or something, mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, this is gonna be horrible. Why can't they leave this one thing? Because I'm like, I'm gonna have that one thing always. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um it was more like I was concerned with I saw that and I saw um other Katie. hmm So the not you Katie. Yes. Um I shared many of them. the uh video for Um Prince Ali mm-hmm. with like like how Will Smith was singing and all stuff happening, and I was like, it seemed not as exciting as I felt it should be. Cause like, but then again, in, when you have a cartoon, you have liberty to do whatever the hell you yeah. want. So there's certain limitations. But when I saw the trailer for this one, um, and it showed more of the characters and a little more of the scenery, and like um like when Aladdin's like falling down in a chair, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like gonna drown. I was like, okay, this looks this looks really good now. I'm like hoping it's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting it to be like the cartoon. If you're going into it being exactly like the same thing, it's not Well, and not I feel like
0: right. it got a lot of backlash right away because of Will, of Will Smith. And that that feels unnecessary.
1: Yeah, it's also not fair because the whole thing is like, uh, you know, um, Robin Williams was an amazing comedian, mm-hmm. actor. But, but you can't compare, like, yeah. it's not fair to compare that. Also,
0: Robin Williams wasn't an asshole. And I don't think he would necessarily appreciate people hating something just because no, it's not he, him
1: he would probably speak out of it and be like uh-huh. hey you guys need to knock it off
0: yeah uh, so I'd, that I would definitely like to see and give it a shot before I make any yeah. I, I've been kind of, sorry I just, like, oh, okay. punched you in the foot <laughs> trying to avoid seeing any trailers for that one at least I still have my foot that's, what, oh, that's true I'm like, uh, Grunt Grunt yes yes he lost I think it was. he lost both of his feet or maybe just one of his feet oh no I don't remember he got his arm back though from Chorn. That's good. Um But yeah, the tangent aside of Aladdin, um how do we get there? Oh, because Twisted. Right. Uh Twisted is also on YouTube to watch uh do that. They have there's another one. Um I don't I, the rights aren't out for it, but it's called Annie and it's a Star Wars parody.
1: Like Anakin? Yeah. Okay. Everyone was like, like, Annie, what Annie is. Yeah, it's oh. like your face is blank. <laughs> don't turn me into a mannequin. <laughs>
0: Um, also something else that is funny because since a lot of the creators and writers are actors in the show, there were a lot of choreography centered jokes that were like centered around or, you know, they had something to do with the character Carrie. Um, like she was the inventor of dance Well, she was the choreographer for the show. Um, there's also, I love that after the song climate change, she walks out and then she'll say something and be like, "Oh, well I think I just you know, I just saw that you guys were like singing and dancing and I just thought that like this should have been tighter and like m- this needed to be a little snappier and she was giving real notes. Like it's not like they were different every time.
1: That's am- I love it. oh uh, it's I think like that's meta so funny. And yeah. actually important for the show. Ah, uh, that's so cool. Right. <laughs>
0: um they also had their music for every show was performed by live musicians. Um I think a lot of them Good. were also ones that wrote the music. Good. Um and th- this is what like blew me away. The show went up a month from when they started rehearsing.
1: 1 month. A month? 1 month. From so- well, okay, at least it's from rehearsing. It wasn't like they started writing it Correct. and they got it all done within a month and shrouded. Cuz that would be fucking bonkers. But but they so they cast it and one and month. rehearsed it
0: and built their costumes and their set and all of that in a month.
1: Awesome. Fucking
0: bonkers. That's awesome. And I think the finished product came out pretty good. Um, it was originally written or planned to have just like a cast of eight, and I think there's actually a cast of like eleven or twelve or something like that. Um, because they did auditions and they they were like, well, we want to have these specific people involved in this production somehow, so they ended up reworking some of the characters, um, like, fleshing some of them out just so they could have these like, people and voices they wanted in the show instead of just sticking to the note. Eight characters. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was kind of cool, and that's, like, that's a cool thing that you can do when you've written the show. Yeah. <laughs> and you're performing the show that you've written. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a little bit about uh, Team Star Kids' musical Firebringer. Which yes. we, were, we were watching that because John hadn't seen it, so we were watching that downstairs when you came in.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, because I don't really... I was like what the hell is happening i'm like this looks like it's not like fully professional like because of how like mm-hmm. it was filmed yeah but i'm also like but it feels like everyone there knows what the hell they're doing mm-hmm. so i was like really confused i like is this like like a high b list musical that's happening or
0: i mean i guess kind of because i mean it's definitely it's off broadway mm-hmm. but it's it's really good it's off way <laughs> i mean it's so off broadway it's in chicago <laughs>
1: <laughs> again back to like the but, hipster, right? yeah. everything's full circle with us um, or at least oval but
0: something to be aware of is that like their shows usually do have like potty humor and adult language and because there's somewhere on the internet somebody did a it's it's firebringer except it speeds up every time they say the word fuck there
1: have been a lot of those going around like the B movie anytime like, yeah. like what is it someone says B and like it's like done like, yeah a it's seconds. it's like that
0: except it's every time someone says fuck and it gets going real fast <laughs> Wow. Um, but, I mean, that's just something to be aware of if that's an issue that you have or something that you're not a fan of. Sure, sure. Uh, doesn't bother me, but I quite enjoyed it. Go watch it. It's good. There's a a song in there that I think would be super,
1: super fun to use
0: as an audition song, except it's like, how the fuck are you going to get a track? You basically have to
1: make a track for it yourself. I think it'd be pretty funny if there's a musical that had, like, you know, stuff that was, like, derogatory or, like that was, like, profanity, uh-huh. but they actively censor themselves in the show and, like, characters get pissed Beep. off and they get censored <laughs> and stuff. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, is uh-huh. it actually like, <laughs> like yeah. it's like, stop! I'm trying to talk that's, here! That's an interesting idea. That would be really funny. You know what I mean? And, like, you get the audience to laugh and he's like, hey, you say a word. You're like, you, not know you say it. And they say fuck and he's like, see, why can't I say brrrr? Right. <laughs> he gets me, and he's like, damn it! <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah. definitely go watch the show, Me and My Dick.
1: Yes. Wait, which show? Me and My Dick. Ah, uh, okay. So the musical, then? It is a
0: musical. <laughs> okay. Um, Some of the other ones they have, there's a musical called The Guy That Didn't Like Musicals. Okay. Um, Like Jay! Yeah. <laughs> Jay likes musicals. I don't care what he says.
1: Yeah.
0: He keeps right. doing
1: them. I will make him one.
0: <laughs> you will make him a musical?
1: Yeah. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Oh, um,. I was, so this is, like, the first one I want to make, and, um, because I have several ideas for musicals, but I need to find the time to do them, but, uh, it was gonna be called Jaded, and it was gonna have, like, yeah, no, it's, like, I had to, I had to start, I almost made her spew on me and slash maybe the microphone. Everywhere. (laughs) Um, Everywhere.
0: So um, I doubt he's listening to this. If he is, hey, yeah. there is a stage manager at one of the local theaters who's very, very good at his job. His name yes. is Jay.
1: He's amazing. So he's a beautiful that's man. that's
0: jaded. That there's the wordplay there.
1: Yeah, it's so. I mean, I had to. I was like, I tried to find a way to incorporate his name in the musical and maybe give give him a character that didn't there, have his name.
0: There needs to be a Christmas scene centered around around a song called Jay Apparel. Everyone will don their Jay Apparel.
1: Okay. Um... Like, gay yeah, apparel. We but yeah, but know, I know. I finally figured it out. I was like... Don, we Don now, now Jay apparel. apparel. Yes! Oh, okay, but... That was a joke that we had during uh, Miracle Thirty Four 34th Street. Because um, <laughs> what I need to do is I need to find some musicals that have, like, dark humor mm-hmm. and stuff in it. Because, like, he likes stuff that's dark slash slapstick. That's why he likes me. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, I need to watch some of that stuff so I can get some inspiration mm-hmm. for how I would write a musical that he would enjoy. Mm-hmm. And he'd go watch. Like, like he'd actually enjoy it.
0: You'd probably really like Twisted for that, then.
1: Cool. Perfect. But yeah, I'm like, that's one of the ones that's like, I have to write this fucking musical. As soon as I heard he doesn't like one, I'm like, now I have to make you one, Jay.
0: <laughs> for someone who doesn't like musicals, you does a lot of them.
1: Yeah, I know. It's because he really, he likes- he actually likes musicals. He, right. He, well, maybe. Because <laughs> um, he told me the reason why he likes it is he likes, he likes all the acting scenes, mm-hmm. and he likes all of us. And that's just why he like he loves doing, and plus doing stage stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I personally would rather do I like doing more. Um, more plays mm-hmm. than musicals.
0: He's also a fantastic stage director, stage director, stage manager for straight plays. Because mm. I've been in some that he's done that for. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Go Jay. Go Jay. <laughs> Everyone else is like, who the fuck is
1: this? That's okay. But yeah, no, it's it's one of the ones I've talked about. But I have also several other musical ideas that mm-hmm. I like need to write. Um. Which I can talk to you about afterwards. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm always down for a pants. But, um.
0: Yeah. For a minute, I thought you said you were always down for pants. And I was like, you know, I don't know that to necessarily be a fact. I'm
1: always down for pants or are pants are always down? It's one say, of I the can... two. <laughs> <laughs> it's either or, it can't be both. <laughs> can't There's a 50 50 shot you're wearing pants. <laughs> I'm like, this is where I would need my D100 to find out. Am I? Like, oh, fuck.
0: Well, no, because you're either wearing pants or not. That's true. There's a 50% chance you're wearing pants.
1: And home is where the pants aren't, so am I home? You are, but yet there's your pants, so. (laughs) My room is not my home. (laughs) What? Uh, I don't know. Well, that's. Let's go ahead and. Off topic. doop doo doo (sighs) We are pretty off topic, though.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because there's some of the other podcasts that I listen to where they're, they're talking about, like, they get reviews where people are complaining about, like, banter.
1: You have to have banter, otherwise it's stale. Or it's like a breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> the thing. News... I feel like the like it's like fifty-fifty where people are like, No, I
0: want more banter, and other people are like, No, I hate banter, and it's like, okay What?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I get it. I think it's like when banter becomes more side like not necessarily side talk, but it's more like Well, I think Like personal conversations that are kind of like happening on it, where like it doesn't necessarily involve the audience or make like it doesn't sound, you know, like when we have our banter, we make stuff that like kind of makes us laugh. I think, at least, I think we're <laughs> funny. Um <laughs> Someone else <laughs> is like, yeah, you aren't fucking funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's where we get that one star review. Yeah. Um. But um, actually, if you're listening to this, um, we got. You said we got our first oh, yeah, we actually, one like, star. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Five star. We actually, yeah. We first got a, review. Somebody reviewed us, and it was cool. Yeah. They um, didn't write anything, which um, I'd love to get someone to write down some stuff about what they love or, you know, what can be better or anything like that. But if you can review this on, like, iTunes. iTunes or Sticker. iTunes especially helps us out a ton.
0: Yeah. Jordan described it the best, where, like, iTunes is, like, the mecca that everyone is, like, mm. must pray to iTunes. That is where all reviews are held. Right.
1: And, I mean, if you don't want to leave us a review, that's totally fine. But if you really love the show, we'd love to get your feedback. Tell your your friends. And um, I think what would be nice is uh, one of my friends on his podcast, um, it's called Blizzlet, because he does, like, a Hearthstone podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, He reads off. Anytime there's a review uh, written, he'll read that off on the show. And a lot of other podcasts do that, too. So Mm -hmm. I think that'd be kind of fun. If we get any reviews, we can start reading those off and give you guys shout-outs. Yeah. So...
0: Uh, I had a thing I was going to say. Oh, um, this will have been released many weeks before this actually releases, right. but I was on a not a stream, I was on a playtest mm-hmm. for a game it was a Hogwarts hack of kids on bikes uh, Jordan it's uh, with a, a silent PH in the middle uh, he it runs a, a couple channels, he's got Saturday morning D&D show, as well as Forgotten Realms Explained. So if you haven't guessed from that, he does D&D lore and like D&D gaming, DMing, that kind of stuff. Those sorts of videos. Um, I was on a play test that he ran for this Hogwarts hack of kids on bikes, which is an RPG. Super fun. You can find that on the Saturday morning D&D show YouTube channel, um, it's, will also be buried somewhere in the recesses of Twitter, because we've shared it all over there, uh, so if you want to go, if you like RPGs and you want to see some gaming, or if you're interested in Kids on Bikes or Kids with Wands, you can check that out. It was super fun. The end of my
1: story. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I have nothing to say. My mouth said, um, Um, and I was waiting for the thought to arrive, and it was like, no, we're just gonna say Uh that. We're gonna set you up for nothing.
0: Well, shall we? Uh, shall we go ahead and roll for next episode?
1: Let us do it.
0: Okay, so I have. Show me what you got. I actually don't know what these are. I mean, obviously they're dice. I
1: my brain wanted me to put that in my mouth. <laughs> you like? like candy. That looks delicious.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I, I guess I don't blame you. They're they're not translucent, but they're they're yellow and glittery, and they've got silver mm-hmm. ink. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have no idea what like. Make make or model? I don't know. I got these
1: <laughs> Make or model. This
0: make is I got these in it wasn't a dice exchange. Uh it was like a like a secret Santa type thing, except it was with a dice group.
1: You know what it reminds me of? Mm. It, for some reason, even though it's not the true color, it reminded me of dried um grapefruit slices. Like gummy grapefruit. Okay. For some reason. And now my mouth is watering. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's, it, you're right, it's not quite the color, but I just it, found out
1: I have pica. Oops. Oh,
0: good. Um, but, like, I guess the, uh, fucking shit, fuck shit,
1: fuck shit. I, <laughs> that in itself could be a little thing we could use later on. It would, like, playing as horribly, long, just fuck shit, fuck well, it's shit. Like,
0: I was like, I couldn't think of the word that I wanted, and those words started coming out, and they just kept going while I was trying to think. Uh, opa- op- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Opacity. Oh! It yes. has a similar opacity yes. as see like it all a gummy. Way it or not. Yes.
1: Yes. I am with you. <laughs> fuck shit. Fuck shit. Fuck shit.
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen the, the the fuck shit stack video? No. Oh
1: my god. Um Brendan says, uh, Brendan's one of my friends that uh he friendin? Friend, <laughs> Perfect. He's your friendin? <laughs> he's my friendin. Um he runs a Pathfinder session that I'm a part of and he's a part of my Starfinder group. But um he all he used to say like eat shit. Like, to like whenever something like funny happened and like it was to the detriment of us, he'd be like, eat shit. Eat. <laughs> and so we're like, okay. But then he, recently we had an episode where uh, he was like, someone was going to try and attack and do like two h- hits. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, wait, so I had to roll this. And he's like, each hit. And so we're like, did you just tell him to eat shit? <laughs> and he's like, no, each hit. And I'm like, perfect. And like so, I'm like, now you can't say that anymore because we're going to keep thinking you say eat shit. fish sticks. Did I say fish
0: sticks or fish dicks? Fish dicks. Fished hicks. Did not say that.
1: <laughs> I found <was like>, <laughs> third option. Anyways, I'm going to roll these dice. Cool. Do it, do it.
0: That is a five.
1: Five, That's
0: is, five, five is jive. Science and technology. It is. <laughs> Sorry, I broke for a minute.
1: I... Uh, fuck, shit, fuck shit, fuck shit, fuck shit. KDEXE has failed. I didn't <laughs> Reboot. Try restarting. Okay, and... <laughs> What am I rolling? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Pictures. Pictionary dice. Picture- <laughs> Pictionary dice. This is for the people that can't read. <laughs> I-, I love how even the pictures didn't help me because when I got the scale, I was thinking it was history. You remember that? Yes. And I was like, no. <laughs> even the pictures don't help me. All right. Yeah. Entertainment. Entertainment. Wait, wait. What'd you get? Te- Science history- and technology. I was like, history and technology? Put them together. I um, mean a
0: lot of these where you can like pick something could work for several
1: different categories. So Yeah. And that's why I like the flexibility of it. It's like, nice it, to have a little it wiggle room gives there. You, it's like a uh uh like an uh, I wanna say an ion stone but that's not it. It's a uh What? An ion stone is uh, I thought you said an ion storm. Ion storm. No, but like what's a was there a thing called like a lodestone that would help yeah. you find your direction? Is that what, uh, is that I don't what that's I think that's called the lodestone. <gasps> remember those sticks that, uh... Dowsing rods? Dowsing rods? Yeah, there we go. I don't know why it um good thing, dowsing rods and stones. But, yeah. I don't remember why that came up. I don't know either. Uh, I think it's because I said lodestone, but I was thinking, like, um... Oh, it's because in, in Starfinder, every ship has... It's called, like, an Aeon stone, but it's, like, A-E-O-N stone. Oh. And it's, like, a universal compass that tells you where the... Absalom Station is. And right. based on you knowing Absalom Station okay. you know where every other planet is. So basically, so you were it's thinking like, of a compass. Right. I was thinking of a compass. Right. For <laughs> some reason. <laughs> That's what it was. But yes. Well this has been fun. This has been fun.
0: Tune in next week to find out what the fuck we're talking about. Bye. Bye. If you've got something to say find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash Pod. email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA Podcast. That's WTFAYTA, our acronym, podcast. Our music was by Decker Hinckley, and our artwork was by Kirby Morfitt.